pick it. She lays it off. Teresa Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Reyes. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him And we're back here on Radio Dub on FNR Football Nation Radio. Josh Parrish and Pakua Frimpong with you. And we are delighted to be joined now by one of the breakout stars of the season, Melbourne City playmaker Rihanna Politsina. Welcome to FNR. Thank you so much for having me. Take us through your wonder goal. We have to rewind a week now, yeah. but against Adelaide United, just teed that one up to curl it into top bins. How did that feel to announce yourself to the Melbourne City fans? Uh, look, it was definitely good good to get on the score sheet. Um, lucky for me, it was a banger. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we can't take the credit away from Wilkie last week scoring five goals. So I feel like my goal is being forgotten now and it's moved on to Wilkie with her incredible five goals in the last game. <laughs> well, let's not forget about it straight away because you have a bit of a track record of scoring spectacular goals. Uh, I'm reading here that you actually scored the goal of the tournament at an international futsal tournament. Yeah, I did. So, uh, to be to be fair, I kind of miss in the 18 yard box. So most of my <laughs> goals are scored outside the 18 yard box. <laughs> so, are you saying basically you you prefer outside the box, absolute screamer, as opposed to simple tap in? And is that is that the type of goal you're after? Yeah, I prefer a screamer rather than a one-on-one because one-on-ones, I'm terrible. (laughs) I will say, though, this futsal goal, I feel like we're understating it, Josh, because we saw it. It was a beautiful knuckle. It, like, turned. The goalkeeper had no... From halfway, halfway, if you don't mind. The goalkeeper had no idea what was going on. They were like... (laughs) I didn't sign up for this. So I'm they not trying to get embarrassed. one way and then the other uh, against Russia back in uh, 2017. And you established yourself as a bit of a, a futsal star in, in New South Wales. Had a long absence from the W League, as it was then known, the A-League women now. Um, but back last season to be player of the season on your return for Newcastle Jets. Tell us about that journey and, and coming back to the outdoor game. Uh, yeah, so I made my Wanderers debut when I was younger. I had 17 um, and then kind of fell a bit out of love with the game um, and then started playing futsal. Absolutely loved that. Um, And then it wasn't until last year during COVID where I worked really hard and I went back into MPL Sydney and got picked up by Ash for a trial at Jets and then fell in love with it again and um, fortunate enough, had a really good season there and credit to Ash for giving me the opportunity at Newcastle. Um, and then um, made my way to Melbourne City. So when I got the call from Rado, I was absolutely stoked. What is it? I'm assuming, obviously, as a kid, you you grew up loving football and playing football, you know, most, you know, most weekends. What does it feel like to fall out of love with something that you've, loved throughout your entire childhood and is like you know is a really big part of your personality uh yeah it was definitely hard um and obviously your parents put so much time and effort into it as well so it was pretty shattering for them um but i was exposed to so much football as a younger kid um which which took over a lot of things in my life um and yeah like when you get setbacks as well, you kind of have those struggling moments. Um, but it wasn't 
I didn't fall in love with it fully. I was still playing outdoor in the MPL um, and then just picked up futsal, which I loved. And then I'm fortunate enough to have found my love for it again and be where I am today. How did it feel coming back to the Jets um, after that long absence and, and getting a look in once again and then really establishing yourself as a, as a cornerstone of that team last year? Yeah, it felt really good. I didn't expect to be a starting player at all. When I went to the trials, I was like pushing for a spot and, and working hard. And then when I got the call up to say I got my contract, I was so excited. And then I was just a, a squad player and I worked really hard in preseason, performed in preseason games and then became a starting player and a 90-minute player for the Jets. So, yeah, it felt amazing and just pretty much proved the hard work that I put in during COVID and the support that I had around me in my MPL season to push me to be a better player. So I was playing with the likes of Georgie Emmendale, um, Princess Abini, all those players who pushed me and made me want to get better. So... Yeah, that's that's how I got the call up, and yeah, I was definitely excited to get the call up for Jets. I mean, it's quite a story, really. Uh, and going from that to now catching the eye of, of Rado Vidisic at probably the the league's most storied football program at, at Melbourne City. I mean, what's your experience been like of the club so far? Oh, I'm absolutely loving it. The standard the team, the coaching staff from whether it be our physio to Rado is just, it's next to none. Like the professionalism of the club is, is amazing. And yeah, like I can't, I can't, there's no words to explain how, how lucky I am to be a part of Melbourne city. And definitely the team is just absolutely amazing. And you can see on the weekend how close together we are as a group and, on and off the field, we just want to work for each other. And, yeah, I'm definitely glad I've picked the right move. See, I looking at Melbourne City last year, they were in a bit of a transition, a really young squad that didn't have really high expectations because of how young the squad was. This year you've got a lot of experienced players that have come into the side. What was the expectations that Rado set for the team and you, you yourself set for yourself going into this season? I suppose Rado pretty much just said it's all about effort um, and then having those experienced players like your checkers, like your studies, um, your Wilkies coming in, um, they've just been great. Like they've, uh, We've got a really young team and from our youngest to our oldest, it's, there's, there's no, um, it's all equal. No one puts themselves above anyone else. So we've got Bubs who's 42 and our youngest is 16, which is Caitlin. And Bob's will take anyone under her wing with someone of her experience. And it's the same as Czech. It's the same as Stoddy. So it's all like we've all treat each other equally. Um, and Rado said that everything's about effort. And as you can see on the field, all we do is seem to put in effort and the results are starting to show. Um, and that's what's, that's what's our main focus is this year. What I'm starting to notice over the last couple of games is that chemistry with the front three really really developing with yourself Holly McNamara and Hannah Wilkinson and you, you seem to have qualities that that complement one another you're all very different players but I think that helps yeah for sure if you um, have been watching like you can see us three we're completely different players like I'm not a runner at all and I like the ball like I'll work in defense and I'm not quick off the ball so 
and Holly McNamara is super fast and then Wilkie's a great finisher. So we all balance each other out. Um, but I feel like everything comes from our press and you can't press with just three players. It's the other um, eight players behind you. So together on the field, it's just everyone, the chemistry is amazing. So and our, it's fortunate that our starting lineup hasn't changed as yet. So it's been four games to build that chemistry. Um, but yeah, like there's another eight players on the field that involves the front front three to press. Um, and then we're getting the good service as well. So it's a credit to everyone on the pitch. One of the things that I've been really impressed with watching City this year is how like you're the spine of the team is so succinct and it the ball moves flows so effortlessly from the back line to the to the front. Like I've, you guys have changed sometimes you change your tactics up, but it's always quite consistent. Having Stoddy in the your midfield has seemed to really settle and balance the side. What's it been like to play with her? Oh, it's been absolutely amazing. She's not only a good person to play with on the field, but she's also someone that you look up to off the field as well. Just what she's been through is absolutely amazing. And yeah, to play with someone like her is incredible. Um, and as you've seen, like her in the middle, she brings so much experience. And you look at our spine, you've got Checker, you've got Stoddy, then you've got Leah Davidson next to her, who's an absolute workhorse. And then you've got Hannah Wilkinson up front. And then all us little um, players behind um, in the sides. So it's it's been incredible. And our spine is definitely an awesome, awesome balance for the team. But playing with Stoddy has been incredible. What about the rivalry with Melbourne Victory? Um, you get to see a lot of each other, especially over the first <laughs> few weeks of the season with the conference system. Um, but last season, and it, it seems weird to ask you about this because you weren't there last year, but last season there was an early game at C.B. Smith Reserve that I think everybody remembers at City, which was... Yeah, a real thumping at the hands of victory. And you got your own back uh, over the weekend. Was there, amongst any of the players who were there last season, a, a bit of a, a revenge motivation to, to keep piling on the goals over the weekend? Oh, of course. There's always um, a rivalry in a, in a derby, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I feel like round two, they were lucky to get away with a 2-1 win. Mm. Um, and I feel like this weekend we just wanted to take revenge and and let let the competition know that we're here to play. And I feel like us going into the competition, people didn't have high standards for us. And I think this last weekend definitely proved that we're here. We're like, we're here to play. It's not last year's Melbourne City. It's a new Melbourne City. And we're, we're going to fight for that top spot. We're going to fight to be the champions at the end of the year. What? You were at the game, Josh, but sitting in the press box and we had the windows open, I could hear Melissa Barbieri telling the team, do not let them come back into the game. Do not let them score again like last the first, the game you know, previously. What's it like to have her, you know, giving that motivation but also being, guys, we, we are good enough to win and we are not going to let those actions from the past happen again? Yeah, Bubs is amazing. You can see, like, she's so passionate um, on the field. She gives every instruction she can. Um, even if, like, she's never played striker before, she'll tell your striker <laughs> what to do. She'll tell your midfield what to do. But she's someone that you definitely want to have on your team, not against you. Um, and you just feel so safe when you've got someone like Bubs in goals. Um, but, yeah, at halftime, she was giving us all a lecture saying, it's not over yet. We've got to keep fighting. 
Uh, we were 1-0 up in the first game. Don't give up. Like, we can't concede. Um, unfortunately, we did, but we still got two goals in the second half, which was too much to come um, to come back from. Do you know what I, I love about hearing that is that she's telling strikers what to do. She must be a great, like a little bit of a trash talker to the opponents. You know, she would have been like, I can score that. What are you doing? And she's never played striker before. And she's not one of the tallest goalkeepers as well. So for her to have like, like that kind of personality, I, I, I'm, I'm massive. I love it. I, I think the volume, the sheer volume of her voice makes her appear like bigger than she actually is when strikers are bearing down on goal. She's a, she's a big character. It's, uh, it's all good fun to have her still kicking around in this league. She's got so much experience under her belt. Yeah, for sure. She's she's definitely a good one to have on your team. She's like the mum of the team, but she's absolutely amazing. Um, oh, no, you go, Josh. Go well, Josh. I was just going to say strange times we're living in, and uh, you actually had to have your team talk uh, out on the pitch at halftime due to sort of COVID precautions as a uh, because there was a, there was a positive test. How are you managing this situation as a group? Uh, because there's a lot of uncertainty for everybody at the moment. Yeah, we're still uncertain on what's going on. We've um, been sent for PCR um, PCR tests, so we're still waiting for all the all those results. And yeah, until we everyone in the team gets those results, then we we won't know what's happening. Um, but also good so far. Um, hoping to get ice out of um, ISO soon, as soon as we get the results and back training. So not much of a Christmas then. Just training and working uh, well, we definitely hard and had a isolated. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. We're training on Christmas Day, and then we had a nice Christmas lunch. Um, but we had we we definitely had some fun over Christmas. But yeah, just playing board games and stuff like that. See, this is the second time I've heard about these board games at um, Melbourne City because we had uh, Chelsea Blissett on earlier, and she was talking about how you guys play Uno. Monopoly Deal, Monopoly Monopoly Deal. Is that game still going around? Like, are you the the winner of that game? Like, how's that working? Oh, there's a few winners because we play so often. (laughs) But, yeah, we're definitely still playing Monopoly Deal. We play – we have some trivia nights. Mm We – we go to bingo sometimes, so we're we're still bonding on and off the field. So it's it's absolutely great living with with your teammates as well. <laughs> who's the most competitive one in the board games, and who's the one who's always forgetting the rules and uh, doing the wrong thing? Um, I definitely got to think Holly McNamara is the most competitive about anything, <laughs> um, and Tori Tumeth, she's definitely competitive. Um, and the one that always forgets the rules is Letitia McKenna. She <laughs> just doesn't know what's happening most of the time. You know, the Holly McNamara doesn't surprise me because seeing Holly McNamara play, she is running all the time. I can never see her stop running. Mm. She'll, like, lose the ball and just chase. Yeah, she's and like a she'll whippet. Be, it's, 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 it's quite impressive, and that's what I love about the front three of City. But one of the questions we love to ask on this show is uh, there's some people don't know a lot about um, A-League women footballers who is a player in the city squad or even outside the city squad that people should be looking out for for the rest of the season? Um, if you're looking internally, I definitely think Leah Davidson is one to watch out for. Her hard work in midfield definitely doesn't go unnoticed by us teammates. Um, but outside the competition or outside city, 
There's some young ones coming through Wellington. I'm not too sure of the names, but there's definitely some young ones there and one to watch out for. Well, that's what that's, people on the spot. That's put on the spot. Yeah, we, every time. Yeah. It happens every time. I can't even think of plays at the moment. <laughs> um, it's all right. You know what? Let me get back. Yeah. It's all right. Next time we have you on, you you will have plenty of players for us. Um, <laughs> so coming up against your former team, on the 2nd of January, should all go well with those PCR tests. We really hope the game goes ahead. Exactly. Um, but what, what's the priority for, for City in this game? Because we, we saw that, that high press really come to fruition against victory. Is it uh, the same game plan again? Yeah, for sure. We're never going to take that away from our game. So that's one thing that is a non-negotiable for us is definitely that press. And, and the minute we lose the ball is how quick can we win it back because the longer we have the ball, the less tired and the less, the less running we have to do. So, yeah, presses are non, non-negotiable. And, yeah, that effort is just constantly something that Rado expects of us. And, yeah, there's going to be no different on the weekend, that's for sure. Well, we'll let you go. Uh, Rihanna, thank you so much for joining us here on Radio Dub. Uh, fantastic start to the season from you and your team. So we're looking forward to seeing what you can conjure up for the rest of the year. I want to see year. another screamer, though. That's like if, if that's the type of goal she scores, I want to see at least three more of that. And I'm also waiting to have Emma Checker score because I did tell her that I think she's going to score a goal. So I'm still waiting on that as well. <laughs> well, keep having cracks from outside the box because every highlight that you provide is more coverage for this wonderful league. Uh, you put it on the front page. So keep doing what you're doing. We love it. Thank you so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. She lays it off to Reza Polias. It's an absolute peach. Here's driving. What a hit from Melina Reyes. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat-trick. Meet him up. One nil. This is a box that someone's talking junk. Go up off them in the eye. And then I think the box home. Feel it. Talking, dancing, and choking. I got more pops in the cap than a Duncan Donut shot. So now I got five. The kids on the hill. My mom and my pops. I came to get down. I came to get down.